Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Um, in light of recent events, uh, the, uh, the massacre that took place in downtown Orlando on Sunday morning, we are not going to be doing our normal show today. Um, there's not going to be any intros and housekeeping or anything like that. Uh, we may get to some other issues later on in the show, but uh, this is going to be kind of a free-form a free form show. Uh, we are going to talk about what happened Sunday. Um, and I do want to start this by saying that if you've got kids listening, um, that you this may not be an appropriate show for them. Um, I will also say if you're a homophobic gun nut, you're probably not going to want to watch this either. So with that, let me uh, just introduce who's at the table uh, today. I'm, uh, John Magi is with us. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Corey Martin. Hey, everyone. Oliver Green. Hello. And Craig Williams. Hello. Um, so, yeah, um, by now it's no secret to anyone what happened Sunday morning. Uh, nightclub in downtown Orlando known as Pulse, which is about two or three miles from where we're sitting right now, um, was... Uh, was the scene of a horrific uh, act of violence and horrific act of hate. And uh, 49 people have lost their lives. Uh, 50 some uh, some odd people were seriously injured. Um, That part of Orange Avenue is still shut down. Um, They said it could be weeks. It could be weeks before it's open again. Um, Needless to say, um, Orlando is, uh, while Orlando is considered a city, um, it is a small city, and in many regards, it's a small town. And the degrees of separation between anybody in this room and one of the victims are, sadly, uh, very, very shallow. Um, we know people who know people. Some of us know people um, who were in the club that night. Um, the impact it's having here in Orlando is uh, like nothing I've seen before uh, prior, uh, since 9-11. Um, this this cut through the, uh, our community, and I'm not just talking about the gay community. I'm talking about all of us. It cut through this community like a knife, um, and you know things are emerging. Stories are emerging now about this man who who committed these acts. Um, that he was a regular at this club, and that he had been going there for two or three years and that he was on various gay dating sites gay dating sites and uh, it may end up I mean while you know information is still really fluid um, everybody has jumped all over ISIS that this is a terrorist connection and I'm sorry I don't think that's what it is I, that he, I think that's the smoke screen he Supposedly claimed affiliation with ISIS during a phone call just before the end with a nine one one operator. However, I I fought people on Twitter all day yesterday. You can't drape an American flag over this. This isn't us them. He didn't. You said it best. He didn't go in there targeting Americans. He went in there targeting gays, and it's very possible that what we'll find out is that he went in there targeting gays because he can't. He couldn't. He couldn't accept his own sexuality. And draped in an ideology. Do you think this could be both, though? Do you think it could be, yeah, a hate crime, 100%. I I even said this on Facebook. This is definitely a hate crime. Um, But 
you know, with ISIS, don't they hate gays? They're throwing them off of bridges and uh, yes, but yeah. But you see, this guy, th- this guy was not religious. This guy was not. You know, I think ISIS is the smokescreen. Of course, that's what gets the ratings on CNN. I said that all day yesterday. Um, We can't keep draping this and that. I also think, I think there's a connection. I think there's a connection with his religion. I think all of that plays a part of it. But he didn't walk into a shopping mall and target Americans. He specifically picked a gay club. This man drove two hours. Now... He was a lot closer to Miami than he was to Orlando. If he was just going to target gays, there were a lot bigger targets he could have hit in other cities between here and there. Mm. He came to this one. And that was what struck me from the very beginning when this story first broke. Why get into a car? Even if you're just targeting gays, you're, gonna, you're, you're, you're an ISIS fighter and you're, you want to target gays. Why, why this club? Because this isn't even the biggest club in Orlando. This isn't the most popular club in Orlando. That's Parliament House. So why this club? Oh, and then it comes out because he was a regular there. This guy, this guy was trying, I don't. don't. There are stories, and I find John keeps telling me I have to turn the TV off because I I have become obsessed. I've had to. I have. You know, you could sit there with a blanket over you and just watch horrible news all day. And the stories are starting to come out where his wife talks about his violence. His father talks about his violence. There was a story I read this morning where his co-worker mm-hmm. asked to not work with him anymore. And then because of his violent and racist tendencies and his obsession called 30, 40, 50 times a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, This was a hate crime. You can drape it in whatever you want. He could have any affiliation. You know, he could have been any religion that preaches intolerance. And, you know, the story that seems to be getting swept under the rug is that if not for what amounted to a routine traffic stop, uh, a white man from Indiana was on his way in a truck loaded with guns and explosives to the gay pride parade in Los Angeles. Now we're not getting. That's not getting so much attention. That's here, not getting. Yeah, definitely here it's not because you can't even find the weather on the news here because it's. Well, it's, it's not. 100%. I don't think it's not getting so. It's not getting attention on CNN. It's not getting attention on MSNBC because you know what? You can't put ISIS on that. You can't put terrorism on that. That's a white guy from Indiana. Here we had a brown person with a funny name who went in and did this, and so that that we're gonna that we're gonna focus on. That we're going to focus on. And I'm telling you, before long, it's going to come out. This guy, this guy was a closet case. And that's why he went in there and did this. Not because he believes in Islam or terrorism or any of that stuff. This happened because that's why I think, that's what I think is going to end up being the, the end result of this. Gavin Newsom, I believe he's the lieutenant governor of California. I think so, I, yes. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I think that's his title, tweeted this morning that in the last 72 hours, 73 people were killed by guns. 205 were harmed, were injured. That doesn't include the stats from Orlando. Hmm. There's something wrong. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong. There is. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. I thought after Newton... 
Yeah. That things were going to change. A gunman walked in and slaughtered 27 children under the age of eight. I thought that was going to change. I thought things were going to change. I thought that was horrific enough. But what happens is we all hold up signs, we all go to vigils, and a couple days from now this will fade. And it won't happen again until the next horrific right. atrocity where we all you know, shake our fists at the sky. Something has to change. And I, 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 wanna, I just want to say that I am in no way, shape, or form anti-gun per se. I don't think it's a problem for people to have guns in their homes if that's how they choose to defend themselves. I don't think it's a problem for people to have guns if they hunt. Um, I don't think it's a problem. I think the vast majority of gun owners are decent, law-abiding people. Um, My problem is it's way too easy to get. It should be a lot harder to get a gun than it is to get a driver's license. Or an abortion. I agree. Or an abortion. It should be a lot harder. And there should be some, some sense of control on it. And yet, anytime that's suggested, anytime common sense gun laws are said in a sentence, there's a a percentage of the population that loses their damn mind. This man bought allegedly bought these guns including what is it an ar-15 mm-hmm. an assault rifle that is designed solely to kill people that's all it's for it's not for hunting it's not for self-defense this is designed to kill people this man went in legally bought these weapons and had yet to commit a crime until he shot his first victim something is wrong with that something is definitely and he's wrong been with investigated that. by the fbi twice I thought it was three times. Oh, okay. Again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I thought it was like three times. I'm a little emotional these days. It should be... uh, Hillary Clinton Clinton tweeted, it should be harder to buy a gun than it is to get on a plane. If they don't allow you on the plane, you shouldn't be allowed to buy a gun. I agree. And if one more person writes to me and tells me guns don't kill people, people kill people. People with guns kill people. I might go carnival ape crazy. People with guns kill people. The guns don't just up and kill people on their own. That drives me insane when I hear that asinine argument. That's not what kills people. It's people with guns. And I've also been, as I was very active on Twitter yesterday, I've gotten a lot of response about people telling me that I want to take Second Amendment rights away. And John told me this morning, the Second Amendment was written at a time when you were allowed to have a musket. I will defend with my life your ability to own a musket. You should not be able to own an AR-15. There's no reason for it. None. None. And, you know, it's, it's like I said, I'm not, I'm not anti-Second Amendment. But I think my right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness far exceeds your right to own a gun. My right to breathe. The right of those 49 people who lost their lives absolutely supersedes your right to own a gun. And if there can be some, we're, not, we're never going to stop gun violence in this country. Never. It's never going to happen. There are too many guns out there. It's a part of reality. But what we can do at least is make some efforts to make it a little harder to get them. Put some common sense, common sense laws in place to prevent people that shouldn't have them from having them. Do you realize that since Newton gun laws have gotten less restrictive 
I agree with you. I am not against guns. I'm not. I am not against your Second Amendment rights. A rifle that shoots hundreds of rounds a minute is not protection. It's not a hunting gun. It's only protection against the other guy who has 100 rounds a minute. It is mass And so at that point, what have we become as a society? The saddest thing that um, I heard this morning was, and I forgot the name of the rifle already, an AR-15, was yeah. it? Yeah, the sales in that gun spiked of after course, the event do. because they people went out and bought that exact model, and it's and, and these it's sick. These guns, uh, from from the videos that I've, I've watched uh, here, and there's, there's a bunch, um, it sounds like he modified it to an automatic. A semi-automatic, you have to pull the trigger every single time. Automatic, you just hold the trigger down. I, like, look, I could, had, be wrong, I'm, I could be wrong too, but it sounded like he modified it to to an automatic. Well, here's the deal: there's, there's no question that this person bought this weapon with the intent to kill people, right? Whether it was automatic, semi-automatic, he told people he, that, yeah, right? He well, had every intention to kill people with whatever he was going to have. I just want to point out that if we sound angry, it's a natural progression. Sunday was numbness. Yeah, there was no feeling. It was just horror and shock. Yesterday, my emotions were raw. I, TV commercials made me cry. Anything made me cry. That T- switched tonight, today to anger. Yeah, just pissed off. Um, I will say this. Um, I am a gun owner. Uh, just you know, let everybody know that. I am a gun owner. Um, what, what's, you know, and this isn't an answer, but these gun-free zones are becoming targets. This guy, I don't care if he had a handgun. There was an armed policeman inside the club. But I'm talking about with people with uh, concealed weapons permits. I don't have one. I never got one um, I, for no reason. I, I don't just don't know. I, I don't have one. I don't carry. But um, what I'm saying, like, like I said, I could be wrong. It seems like these, um, he picked a gay club, gay um, club specifically, but it was also a gun-free zone. It was a... And so maybe that's the reason he didn't go to Miami or, or somewhere else or to another club because maybe he he realized that nobody else had a concealed weapon in there for three hours. That's the other thing people keep telling me, that if somebody in the a club had a gun, this would have been over? There's, and you, you don't know that. You don't well, know that. the policeman had a yeah. gun. Right. Well, but his gun shot one bullet at a time. Yeah, unless somebody's concealing an AR-15, you don't stand much of a chance against that rifle. I'm I'm not saying, but you you don't know that. We don't know that. But what I do know, what I do know. No, I don't know that. I don't. But what I do know, what I do know is a man walked into a club and murdered 49 people. Yep. Predominantly because they were gay. I have to check on somebody. Are you okay? Yeah. I, I'm. Um, I was in California when it happened, so I've never been happier to be on a work trip before. And so I, there's there was just a series of events where, um, <clears throat> you know, it was Latin night and Eli's Hispanic and um, Eli's your partner. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so I fell asleep at 11:45 California time, and my phone started going off at 12, like 20. And uh, it was Eli because his uh, friends were calling him from inside. 
And they, they're all okay, except for one. Um, one of them got shot, and then he found out later on the list of names was one of his friends who, who you know, didn't make it. And Are you okay? Do you want to keep talking about this? Yeah. I, well, I might need a second so I can actually talk, but I think it's worth saying. But I just think to myself that he told me the story is that night they were going to go to a movie, and one of the friends was late, so he just went. And then they were like, come out with us afterwards. And he said, no, no. And then he almost went. And I just think if I had been there, I know that I would have convinced him to go, and I would have went with him, you know. And, and I just think, like... It, and it's a horrible thought to have because I'm here. Somebody smarter than me said, if you want to do an exercise, if you think we're being overly dramatic, take a piece of paper and write the name of 49 people you know, loved ones, family, friends, people you go to church with, people you work with, write down 49 names. Mm-hmm. And then imagine that because of one person's hate, they're wiped out. Mm. I, it's just, it's sad because that place is somewhere I do go. Like, it was the first place, the first night I moved here, it was the first place I went. And there are people in my life today because, because of that. I am old enough now that the, the chance of me being in a gay club at 2 a.m. is slim. It's beyond that. But I'm not old enough to not remember that that could have been me. Mm. It could have been me. Well, you know, one of, I'm sorry. One of the things that I, I kept saying is that when we were coming up, when it was our time back in the day, um, 1800s. you know, we yeah the 1800s, we worried about we worried about gay bashing. Certainly, mm-hmm. we worried about that up. kind of violence. So, so was I. Um, we worried about AIDS because that was the era where AIDS became. We didn't worry about this. Mm. We didn't worry about this. I apologize. I'm doing something I shouldn't do. Oh, you walked in front of the camera. Everything is ruined. I'm so sorry. Rhino, do you want to take a minute? No, it's you just, okay? It's just not fair. It's just... The worst thing you can do is snot all over yourself. Then you'll be no, the worst thing you can do is snot all over me. <laughs> the microphone. It's just, I didn't, I never thought, I, my mother didn't raise me this way. She raised me to be afraid. And I, I don't think I realized until Sunday that I was afraid. That I'm wearing this shirt right now. And I have these other, this pin, this like Mickey. The rainbow Mickey? Yeah, and... I take it off when I'm not at Disney, and I don't know why I do that. And I won't wear this shirt anywhere but here or in my house. And I don't know why I do that. And I can't do that anymore. And I won't do that anymore. Because I didn't realize as safe as, as the stupid world. <laughs> when I first moved to Orlando, I put a gay pride flag on my car, and I got three traffic tickets within three weeks. I took the pride flag off my car and never got another ticket. I never put that equal sign on the back of my car because I was afraid someone was going to bash my bumper in. And I, I, all these things, I just realized that, you know, you just think it's such a stupid, like, oh, well, whatever, that's just the way it is. That's the way it is. It's not fair. It's not how it should be. We are, every year there's another letter or another symbol added to the 
lesbian and gay community. It used to just be lesbian and gay, and now it's LGBTQ plus Q. Like, and all I think is we welcome everybody, and it's not the other way around. It's also kind of scary because for many of us, we're at a place in our lives where being who we are is safe. Um, I don't think twice about saying I have a husband no. or Kevin is my husband. You know, this is not the place we are. We have friends who love us and our neighbors don't care. They know who we are. But the thought that there's still this out there. Yeah. And, it was in such a, lot, hate. a lot of places we're not protected. Right. Well, you know, the other thing is, too, that oftentimes in discussions like this, um, the the this, the, the conversation goes to will go to religion um, because certainly there is plenty of examples to point to where religious people of certain faiths, people of certain beliefs have espoused this kind of violence um, at different levels but I think it's important to remember the way we talk about gun owners and the vast majority of them being decent people that would never do anything like this and that are perfectly safe to have guns. Um, I, I like to believe that's true of Christians as well. Um, I say that be, knowing my mother. Every time I hear Christians lumped into one category, I think about my mother. My mother is a devout Christian. And my mother is one of the most loving, kind, understanding, compassionate women you'd ever meet. So was my father, God rest his soul. Father was a deacon in the church. These are fiercely religious people. But not hateful. And I think you don't have to look far to find that. Um, hate doesn't need religion. To cloak it. Hate just needs hate. It's being preached in our political system. On one side. And then the other side, there, there, there is an alternate voice being preached, too. And but that voice is that getting there's... louder and louder. And it also occurs to me that for a lot of homophobes, their world increasingly is getting smaller and smaller to the point where they feel they have to pass laws to protect their rights to discriminate. Because it's that's being taken away. It's being said, no, you can discriminate, but it's not going to be tolerated. So they're trying to in, 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 enact laws that allow them protection to continue to discriminate. And their world is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And then sometimes what happens is they you know, lash out. I just think about Obama said something on um, Sunday about um, <clears throat> what it, it's not a nightclub. It was a sanctuary. It was a place. And anybody who doesn't describe, who doesn't think of a place like that as a sanctuary, then never has had to be afraid. Mm. That's no. true. And I just think that those are the people who haven't been afraid. You also have something that uh, there is uh, a great deal of hate that's being preached out there. There's hate from all over, including religion. There's also people who own guns. There are people who are have trouble coming to terms with their sexuality. And for the most part in our society, it doesn't manifest like this, but this is what happens when it does. This well, is what happens when it hits those right ears and that right emotion where someone is unstable 
and this is the, the steps they think they need to take because of all of the input that they've well, had. When you, but when you promote ignorance and intolerance, even if you don't espouse or believe or support the kind of actions that this lunatic took on Sunday, you are adding to that. When you shame your children because they're different, you are adding to this. It is not possible for a human being to not follow their heart. And the number of people I know, the number of stories I could tell about young men and young women who felt they would be disowned from their families if they came out, that got married, that had children, only to come to a place in their life where, well, in most cases, they eventually came out. In one case, they didn't. They committed suicide. Um, it drives me crazy when people tell me my sexual orientation is a choice because that's the only way you can get away with discrimination. You say, well, he's choosing that. No, I'm not. I'm not choosing to be with a man any more than you're choosing to be with your husband or wife. It's like choosing to be left-handed or right-handed. It just, it, it's... It is what is in my heart. I did not wake up one morning and say, you know what, I think today, any more than you did. Well, there's there's a story, there's a, a thing I heard yesterday about, you know, the, the names of people and, you know, a lot of people died with their significant others in there, but there was a woman with her son, you know, and she had survived cancer twice, yeah. and she, that. you know, was there, and she had, like, 11 kids or something like that. She died, but the kid made it out, at least. And I just think those people died with love. You know, they were afraid at the end, but they had love in I their would heart. strongly recommend, if you haven't seen it already, that you search out Anderson's Coop... I can't even... Oh, yeah, that was, that was, that Anderson was, Cooper's uh, tribute I watched to that the folks night. who died. Wow. If you can sit there without tears in your eyes, you're inhuman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I want to circle back to guns for one more second. You talked about the fact that you're a responsible gun owner. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that responsible gun owners are not outraged by this. Of course. Because they are painted with the same paintbrush. 100%. I cannot believe that responsible gun owners don't stand up and say, this is wrong. I, look, I own guns if... If they make me jump through as many hoops as I need to jump through to own my guns, I would do it. If I have to show up every six months and they do another background check and I have to bring my guns, they check them out, check out my, my brain for whatever, whatever they want to find, I'd still do that. I agree 100%. Something needs Gun to be done. Gun owners need to stand up and fight for what's right. Your, uh, your right to own a gun does not supersede my right to not be shot. There's um there there you know bring it back to Obama there was a PBS special and I don't know if this this was before the events I don't know when it was but there was a gun owner that stood up and asked him during the thing why are you why are you and Hillary trying to take away our guns and he just stopped collected himself and said I'm not trying to take away anybody's guns he's just said I'm just trying to change the process and he explains it he goes through and says I currently know. There, you know, there's been somebody who's flagged. They're an ISIS supporter, a sympathizer. They've been on websites, and all I can do is put them on the no-fly zone. But he can go, like he goes to the grocery store, and he can buy a gun, and I can't do anything about it. And all I'm trying to do is change that. 
that that we can change it and he said and just be responsible and he said so that people like you the responsible owner of a gun shop can stay in business so that people can still hunt you know do it for sport whatever and you know and i just think that you know it's just people close themselves off immediately because they just get so heated and you know they're not they're not like like Corey's it's just said i'll go through the hoops i'll do the thing and that's mm-hmm. what a normal person should say like it, it should me, be something that's difficult it to took do. me three days to get a permit to put a fence in my backyard great 100 percent. and even even to keep a even to keep a driver's license what what we have you know you have to see if you can still drive a damn car um, and I, I do want to say this, that I didn't grow up with guns in my house. My parents never owned guns. I didn't own my first gun until Julie was pregnant. And the reason I bought a gun, and I'll tell this story, um, I had a dream one night. Julie was pregnant with Ferris. We're, laying, we're um, at, at our other house. We had a sliding glass door in our house. And I, wo- and I had a nightmare that somebody, an armed man, came and threw a cinder block through our, sli- through our sliding glass door. And I remember this. Through a cinder block, through our sliding glass door, my phone was in the office charging. Julie's phone was at her desk charging. And all I had, this isn't a joke, all I had to protect myself was nunchucks. Okay? And, and I don't know if it's because Julie was pregnant. I felt like I had to, you know, some sort of way to protect my family, um, my family-to-be. But that was a scary... I, I woke up sweating, feeling helpless. That is why... I bought a gun to protect my family. And, you know, there's a saying out there, like, when seconds count, the, the cops are only minutes away. Well, in that case, I felt it. I felt it. I was 30 years old, bought my first gun. Um, but there are, there are great gun owners out there that mean no harm, that really just do want to protect. That, and, that, and that is 99.999% of yep, them. But you're, I, I agree with you, Kevin. It does make us pissed. It does make us pissed because it, it, it paints... It paints. Can I, I, I'm sorry. I have to ask the question. Where the hell are they? That's it. That's Where it. Where are they? Right there. Why, Why aren't they, they storming the streets? Why are they, exactly? Right. Why are they not marching? Why is it that anytime something like this happens, and the perfectly normal discussion of guns comes up, and then we're painted as you know as as Un-American and and horrible people Trying because we're saying we say common. Let's this needs to be some common sense because anybody anybody with a pulse and a set of eyes looking at this situation is going to say first thing we still go back how to- did the, how did this guy why did this guy have this gun why go this gun crap with Charlton Heston you're going to pry my gun from my cold dead hands and I think where are these people. Why do you think it's okay that he can walk into a store here in Orlando and buy an AR-15 and thousands of rounds of bullets? Where are you going? And I understand not even to, to raise, form a militia. Not even, raise a, not even raise the question. Right. What might this person be up to? So maybe let's go and check with the FBI. Oh, look, he's been investigated by the FBI. Red flag. It's just... It's not going to stop the gun violence... But it has proven effective in other countries to lessen it greatly. Well, it's <sighs> smarter, smarter minds than ours have tried to tackle this issue and come up short. I tweeted yesterday there were, I think, 49 senators 
who voted against gun control. This is all over the Internet. It's all over Twitter. If you're outraged, you should write to these senators. Part of the problem I did that is, yesterday. Part of the problem is the way that politicians word things. Gun control immediately sounds like they're going to go and take Corey's guns away. If you have gun control, that means you're going to come in my house and take my gun away. It's the same thing with defensive marriage. Defensive marriage somehow made it sound like marriage had to be protected. Yeah, well, right. It had to be protected from us. Right, that exactly. If we, if, that somehow, if I married somebody, if I married another man, that, that your marriage was somehow threatened. Well, look, if me marrying a guy threatens your marriage, something's really wrong with your marriage. Um, something that a law is not going to protect. Um, and the fact of the matter is, no, I won't go there. So once again, go there. Once again we sound angry. We are. Okay, and I'm sorry if this is pissing anybody off. Too bad. Um, you know what? Too bad. Start your own podcast. Um, <laughs> right? I, I promise you, I promise you, next week, we will go back to doing the show we always do. Today, today we're all sitting here. We've been sitting here for three days asking ourselves, what can we do? Where do you go? Today... Because most of the time, the answer is there's really not much. Well, today, I can do this. I can give us an outlet. And you don't have to listen. You don't have to agree. You don't ever have to watch this again. I don't give a crap if I lose half my audience because I say there needs to be common sense gun laws and people who hate gays should suck it. Okay? I don't care if I lose half my audience for that, but that's how I feel. And today, with what just happened and why it happened, I'm going to use this because this is what I can do. This is what I can do. That's what I told you. It's not much. It's not much, but it's something. And right now, that is all we are feeling here. What can we do? And you know, I'm I'm I I'm open to finding ways to be of service to my community beyond what I do now. And I, I, I'll, I'll do that, and I'll give money, and want to make sure we'll have it in the show notes today. Um, there is uh, an organization. I'm, I'm, I'm not the GoFundMe people. The GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. I forgot. It's, it's, it's a, it's a legit organization. It's a statewide gay, lesbian, um, equality organization that is raising money. I don't know what they're up to now. Three, um, I checked before we came on there. I think it's about three million dollars, and they've just raised the uh, goal up to five million. Which that's and they sure are giving one hundred percent of what is donated directly to the families of the victims. I do not um, have an, an, a current account, but as of yesterday, the Muslim community in Orlando has raised forty thousand dollars. I don't know what that figure is today. I'm sure it's higher, but I don't want that to go unsaid. Mm-hmm. This is not religion bashing. No, and I also think it should not go unsaid that we owe um, a tremendous debt of gratitude to the Orlando Police Department. Yeah, um, They saved a lot of lives that night. Um, uh, you know, look, th- there may be, there are legitimate problems that people have with the police, and I'm not going there. Um, but I know that on Sunday, Sunday morning, they saved a lot of lives. They saved a lot of lives by being really well-trained and knowing what to do. These guys didn't have to consult a manual. They knew what to do. And they got a lot of people out of there when, and when this guy could have just kept on killing and killing and killing. And 
so they deserve an enormous amount of credit. You know who I think deserves a lot of credit to was a 911 operator. He called 911 to tell people what he was doing. And she then reversed the call and called him back and kept him engaged from like 2.30 to 4 o'clock and just kept talking to him and talking to him. And they said there was no gunfire at that point. So I think she deserves a lot of credit for yeah. it. She's a hero. Mm-hmm. Keep him quiet. Let's, I'd like to sort of bring this around to uh, Disney. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk out there. There's reports that possibly he targeted Disney Springs, and there's discussion that maybe it was Gay Days that was part of his uh, target as well. Um, I don't know any of that for sure. I don't know what to believe or what not to believe. I still don't feel there's any reason to be fearful at Disney. I understand that this is a big thing and it's hit close to home, but I still don't think that... I don't think you should be fearful going anywhere. I know why people do, but I think that it's important that we don't uh, have mass hysteria and lock ourselves in our homes. Well, if Main Street doing... if Main Street was any indication yesterday, nobody's afraid because it was packed. Mm-hmm. It was packed. I also want to say that because you don't see a metal detector doesn't mean security's not right. everywhere. I, I was in uh, Disneyland, you know, when it happened, and uh, not when it happened, but that day. And I, you know, as I went in, I feel like Disneyland is it's a little bit of a different setup because it, the two parks face each other. So their security is on either side of the park. So it feels very much like a box that you're a giant box, one, you know, two separate sections. And it became almost annoying. I had just made a comment the night before because all I had wanted to do was walk from downtown Disney across to get out the other street. Cause that's where my hotel was. So I had to go through security again because I went out and then came back in and, you know, and all I could think the next day was like, my God, I'm so happy they're so thorough as they are. Because over there, I feel like they're a little bit more, I don't I don't want to say one's more thorough than the other, but it felt much more present to me there. But then that guy in West Hollywood, while I was in the park, I was there, and all I could think is I'm in this box that I'm just stuck, not stuck in in a bad way, but in a way where I, it was a moment where I was like, maybe I'm in a safer place. You know, and then you have the thought, nowhere's safe. But then, you know, I... I felt that one one moment where I was like, I'm in a different place. I'm in a, another world right now. Maybe I'm better here, you know, where I am, like safer. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, from what I understand, they are, you know, uh, rather than doing the random screenings through the metal detectors, now everyone's going through them. Um, and I think that's going to probably be a part of reality moving forward. I think it's going to be reality in a lot of places. Yeah. Universal adopted that when they st- they they make everybody go through and I think they should just do that everywhere. I'm seeing some reports that it, it's they they cut that off that day. I had read um, that too. I yeah. don't know how true that is, but I saw it's, that too that later that yeah, day. Yeah, it's true. They they started random. They started adopting the everyone goes through uh, screening, I want to say about a month ago. I saw I had it a lot going into Animal Kingdom, uh, Hollywood Studios, some of the slower parks. I'm wondering if that was a test to see how it would hold up at those ones before putting it on the big boys. Um, and it was never an inconvenience, like Rhino just said. It it's It's how Universal did it. Whenever they installed metal detectors, too, they said, screw it, we're not going to make it random. We're going to send everyone through. That means they had to have a lot of metal detectors and a lot of staff, yeah. but that's what they do to keep things organized and neatly. And it's something Disney really should just do too. And it it makes zero sense because right now, you know, they have 
Magic Kingdom, what, they have three metal detectors, I think, sitting up there, yeah. one for each side. And so it's almost impossible at this point yeah. to do everyone because there's just there's not enough metal detectors and there's not enough staff helping if, out. If you don't want this to be the world where we have to walk through a metal detector everywhere we go, then that's you should do something. Then that's where you do your research about who you're voting for, who what their stance is, and you get out and do something. You can't just sit and wait. And we can complain as much as we want. Like, oh, it's not themed. It's not whatever. Well, it's saving your life is what yeah. I feel like at this point. Or it's attempting to save your life. It's trying, yeah. I also need I, – I I'm sitting here trying to say to myself, be reasonable, be reasonable, when I really just want to scream and cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to reach out to the people who were so tender and loving and caring that has probably reached out to all of us. Yes. Yeah. It's I, overwhelming. Thank you for checking on us. Thank you for worrying about us. Thank you for caring about our feelings. It is overwhelming. And not just the members of our team who are gay. There was a concern for everybody. Is everybody was, well, on the I, team That's the okay. thing is that when I go out, it's I'm not – a lot of my friends aren't – I have a lot of gay friends, but I have a lot of just – straight friends too and they have come with me and mm-hmm. we have been there many times you know um and well, i Craig would, was saying earlier that he's gone he's gone to that club with friends yeah i i have, my, my sister used to go all the time when I, I, used first, to to, I used to go to ones on bourbon street when i first started going to gay clubs i was straight <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah he's not kidding <laughs> i'm not kidding he's not kidding <laughs> Just, but yeah, it's it's everybody. Everybody's affected by this. If you think it's just one community, it's, it's not. It's not just Orlando. It's not just gay people. It's when this everybody. happened in Paris, we all, you know, everybody stood by Paris. When it happened at um, at Newton, we all stood with Newton. It is amazing to see photos of state buildings in foreign countries mm. yeah. lit up mm. with a, a pride flag. It is amazing to see people, hundreds of thousands of people it looked like, uh, with signs up that say, we stand with you Orlando. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's easy to I don't want to say this, your heart hurts wherever this happened, but you're a little removed from it when it's not in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. And I want people to know that we don't think this is different from it because it's Orlando. It's not different because it's Orlando. We've joined a horrible club. Mm. We've just joined a horrible club, and we're just the next in line. Somebody said that. Somebody said, you know, Orlando, uh, uh, city beautiful, theme park capital of the world, now the site of the single biggest mass terror attack. Yeah, and it's it's hard. It's like, it's it's the way you said. Besides 9-11. It it, it was... uh, you know, there's a there's a room in in Pulse that was the white room, and you know all I can think about is the police reports that just say everything was it's just blood everywhere. And I just you think like that's my memory now. But yeah. it's it's you have to stop reading it. I want. Yeah. I feel like if nothing else, like with guns aside or whatever, that you just learn that people should just be better to each other. That you should just be nice to a stranger just just because. Like if somebody drops something, pick it up and give it to them. You um, know. You know this. You know, we can talk about legitimate discussions about homophobia, uh, religious extremism, and guns. Um, but we're missing a big point if we don't talk about mental illness, because yeah. this is a part of that equation, too. Um, uh, he may very well have been a closeted gay man who was homophobic. He may very well have been an Islamic fundamentalist. Um, 
and he certainly had guns that he bought legally um, but clearly he was also mentally ill and that you know that needs to be added to the discussion too there's no one silver no pun intended one silver bullet that fixes this wasn't the man who did the shooting in Newton I apologize my mind's not very clear wasn't he very much mentally so mentally ill also well first of all anyone who does anything like this right, there's right, no you're, you're automatically right. in that club but yes there was a history with him uh, as and again, well again where are the gun owners the 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 99% of gun owners who are okay where are they not marching in the streets screaming why are we not making people wait a couple days why are we not testing people why are there not the same kind of laws for getting a license a driver's license a marriage license a permit to put a fence in your backyard where are they and i think i'm really mad about that Mm, where are they why are they not the ones who are standing up at political rallies and say i'm a responsible gun owner and there needs to be gun laws Mm-hmm. As opposed to clutching it to your chest and worry that we're going to take it away from you. If you're a responsible gun owner, you should be pissed off that this because this makes you all look bad. So, I, I, I'm shaking. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's uh, obviously, uh, obviously, all of our emotions are are running running really high. And I'm sitting here watching a friend who, who looks like he's destroyed. And all I want to do is just take yeah. him home and hug him. Yeah. yeah. It's hit us all. I think it also hits us in a different way, too. One of the first things Kevin asked me was, are we going to have security during our 10th anniversary event? You know? Are I we going to somehow you, have security? I became very vulnerable on Sunday. On Sunday, I wanted to come and get you all. And I wanted to put you in the house, and I wanted to put metal over the windows and have food delivered and mm-hmm. just take care of you all. I became very, very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I don't like feeling very, very vulnerable. No, it's not a good feeling. But I wanted very badly to protect you all. And I think to myself, we're going to ask people to come into a big room. Are we going to protect them? <sighs> I don't have kids. If you have kids, how can you live like this? How can you not stand up and scream? How can no, you not scary. be out in front of your house screaming that we need scary. to fix this? It is scary. Being scared isn't enough. You have to be vocal. You have to fight for the right thing. You have to fight to protect people. And apparently, you owning a gun is not protecting 50 people in a club in Orlando. I understand that you might be able to protect you and yours. I I got tweeted yesterday, if I was there, I would have had a gun and protected people. Well, there was a cop inside who couldn't protect people. Why are you different? Having a gun doesn't make you Superman. Well, of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. Um, But, you know, this goes back to a point I made earlier about, you know, areas being gun-free zones. um, Are you a proponent that we let people take guns into clubs? I think if there were... Hold on. If there were... You know, if they had, if they went through all the steps to get a concealed weapons permit, and even those steps, let's in, let's increase what it takes to get a concealed weapons permit. Go through. I'm I'm 100% for making it harder to get guns. I think I, it should be harder to get guns. Um, 
you know, there is a waiting period, not on shotguns, but on handguns and uh, I think on rifles too. There's a waiting period. Uh, they call it the cooling off period, which is a which is a scaring, uh, scared thing. Um, but not that it matters because the gun show loopholes. Well, well see, you- oh, I I agree with the gun show loopholes that 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 should be completely done away with. You shouldn't sell, be able to sell a, a gun to a friend. Um, I just I, I don't agree with that. Um, but there have you know there are instances where you know of course it's not in mass shootings because this has never happened before. Um, but there are instances where people, where there was a person in a, in whether it was a hold up or robbery, where somebody in that, in that, um, you know, store or wherever who had a concealed weapons permit that was properly trained on it, that saved the day. Um, Do and you think I, that would have saved twenty-seven six-year-olds? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I really. I could, why didn't I, the policeman who was trained with a gun? Why wasn't he able to save the day? Well, I don't know because because this man and, had an automatic rifle. I guess the problem I have <laughs> with this is this is very good in a bubble. You know what? If they all have guns, it's in a bubble. However, I've been someplace where I had my wallet stolen. The, so all of a sudden, we're in a non-gun-free zone, and the man who wants my gun steals it. I had my wallet stolen. I don't want my wallet stolen any more than I want my gun stolen. If we're more cautious in the way they're distributed, then we can take this out. I don't. I apologize. I'm not angry with you. I don't, look, look, hold, but I got to tell I, you, I, I, look, I understand your anger. There was a gun in the club, and it didn't fix anything. But, and, and I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that officer's situation. I don't know his training. I don't know any of that. I think if you have a concealed weapons permit, there there should be. I think training should be at its at its highest. You think and they gave a cop a gun without training? But I don't know how accurate. I, I don't know. I, I know, but I, I will tell you this: I know people with concealed weapons permits that shouldn't have it because there are some places where you can get a concealed weapons permit without even accurately shooting a target. Now. I think those, I think those laws should be increased. Of course, I think to get a concealed weapons permit, I think you should jump through as many hoops as as if you want it, you'll jump through the hoops. You'll learn. You'll you'll go through classes. Um, you know, same way they do in the police academy. I don't know why that guy did he die. I don't know. Did he die? The, no, the they, cop? They, they, no. no, the officer didn't. The one thing I thought of whenever I heard that. It was obviously kind of what Kevin said, is how come he wasn't able to do anything. But then I stepped back and I thought about it from the aspect of maybe he was very good at the risk assessment and that he thought with his weapon, he might have been able to get more people out in a quicker amount of time than if he would have went straight up, yeah. got shot right away, and then there was even, another. Yeah, I think he risk a gunfight in the crowded he club. He was outside, right. though, I think, and the guy went inside with the rifle. So he tried to confront him outside, and he went in, like inside to shoot people. No, irrespective, irrespective of that, um, you know, it's. Uh, I can't believe we're having a gun debate, but we are. Um, I don't think it's, it's a debate. I think it's a discussion. Well, no, it's you know, it's a dis- no. I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. I'm just normally something we would not do on our show is what I mean. No. Not that <laughs> okay. there's a debate about it. Um, there should be a debate. There should be a vigorous right. debate. People and should there be should discussing be, this in our country. And it should be an open discussion. And it should be free of as much insanity and as possible. Um, in order to come up with some solutions, some solutions that make sense, some solutions that work for everybody. 
Um, Somebody tweeted me yesterday and told me, well, having gun laws would not stop people from having guns. And I tweeted back and I said, well, then why do we have drug laws? Also, because drug laws aren't stopping people from having drugs, but we're still sending people to prison for drugs. Right. I've just got to make the point as well that this, if you look at history, which a lot of people don't tend to do in these situations, Australia, guns were legal in Australia up until I think it was around 97, and their government made them illegal after a mass shooting. Since that time, you could, it's next to impossible to get a gun in Australia. And the reason for that is because when they're illegal, trying to buy a gun on the black market, it increases its value by thousands of percent. People can't afford to buy the guns to go out and shoot people because they're just... It, it's not something that's so easily accessible. The question has to be asked, if he wasn't... If this man wanted to go up and shoot up a club, which, you know, he did do that, would he... Would there have been more time if guns were illegal? If he had to go on the black market and have to go and find that time to do that and pay as much money as he would have, would there have been more time to change things and do something else? You know, it's... I don't know. And it, Australia, Canada, Finland, Sweden have all done this, and the gun violence has dropped. It's just... And I, I don't want to... I've held back from saying a lot in this conversation because I don't want to annoy people. I really don't. But I, I come from... Any different. Well, yeah, really. Because, because I was you know, a man in this country and that annoys people. people and thoroughly. I don't want to turn people I, away. We are not and trying I don't want, to be, make people angry. We are not. But you know what? I, I, I could sit here and be quiet, then I'm guilty. Yeah. Then I'm guilty of sitting here being quiet. All I'll say is this. I'm privileged enough to live in two societies. I've lived in America, and I live the majority of my life in England. Did you know how often we're having this argument or this discussion in England? We don't, and there's a good reason for that. I you just, know, I'm not, I know it's your Second Amendment. Uh, it, sorry, it, uh, look, I'm, and sorry I get I'm getting frustrated. I, get this, I can't talk. I, I, I'm sorry. I get, and I, and I, I get the comparisons, it's, and I get the, I, 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 get the, I get the comparison. But, you know, here's the thing. Um, you know, England, Canada, Australia, Sweden, Finland, those are socialist countries. Um, and that's fine. That's not a bad word. Socialist is not necessarily a bad word. That is not what we are. We're a capitalist society. And that is who we have been for hundreds of years. And there is no way to just turn that off. There is no way to just turn that around. Um, and I don't think it should be. I'm very, you know, look, you want to talk about Australia. And that's a wonderful story you just told. When I was down in Australia a few years ago, this was when uh, the Twilight books were becoming popular. You were there for a convention. Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> um, and Who did you go as? Scary, Scary Potter. Um, Bella. You answered that real <laughs> so, fast. Um, anyway, um, there was a discussion happening on the news about how their parliament was uh, debating whether or not to ban these books because they were too sexual uh, in nature for uh, young kids. And they're using ban the books. And I'm like, of course, for me as an American, I hear banning books and like my antenna goes up. Yet the people on television were just talking about this very casually. I'm like, wait, you're going to ban books? Um, so in there not, are... In our not distant past... We did the same thing. Well, um, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that in those societies, it's a different way of life. And I'm not saying that it's necessarily better or worse than ours. I'm saying that it's different. And this is ours. And I love our system of government as broken as it is. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Um, there are things that need to be improved. There are things that need to be changed. 
Um, and we have a system of government. And we have a system of society that does allow for that. Um, it seems to allow for it less and less these days. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't subscribe. I mean, the whole Bernie Sanders thing, I, I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get on board. Um, does it all sound great? Sure, it does. But you know what? I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go down that road because how the hell do you pay for any of it? Um, but <laughs> I think <laughs> it all sounds great. Let's give everything away for free. Yeah. Okay. Where's the money coming from? Oh, that's right. A 90% tax rate. We'll stop now. Um, but the whole thing is that, you know, this, this has been, this has been an unimaginable tragedy and clearly we are all, uh, extremely upset. And I, for those of you who are angry with our discussion today, I apologize. No, actually, I don't apologize. I don't um, apologize for just, anything I've said. I won't apologize for anything I've said. Um, if, if this if this bothers you, please know that you know I don't plan on this being our shows going forward. Uh, this is an unusual circumstance that has affected us and affected this this town and affected the people in this room. Does it um, feel cathartic in any way to sit with our friends and talk about it? It does. It's just been John and I, and we've been sort of. Numb. It does. It does feel cathartic. At the same time, the frustration of not being able to change it, not really being able to do something to just change it and make it better and just saying I have to settle for accepting what is and then looking for what's in front of me, what is in my world and in my power that I can do, no matter how small, no matter how insignificant, um, to do something, anything. And I think that's really what's happening here today is just we're trying to do something. I, I did want to make a point that um, I, I hope it didn't come across that I that the uh, the cop or security guard with the gun there didn't do his job because I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, nobody knows unless they're in that predicament. Yeah, I, yeah I, I, I'm, I, not, I don't, I'm not going to get on board no, with, with uh, trashing a cop. No, no, well, I, I, that I, that's not what I point. meant. That's not what I meant. Um, I, the, I want to make sure that's out there. That's not what I meant because I, I didn't know the answer why only one bullet was shot. And I, I just don't know the you, answer. I had this. I apologize. I was loaded for this. I had this discussion on Twitter yesterday with someone that if someone had had a gun, this would well, come out very different. But where the police are concerned, I can say this, at least based on su- Sunday morning and what we know the facts are of how the police responded. I am going to give that policeman the benefit of the doubt because clearly these people are extraordinarily well-trained. The way they handled that situation, the way they saved lives, the way they ended up de-escalating that situation, taking out that gunman, um, there is no room to criticize the OPD. Um, either the, 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 the officer that was there uh, at the club that night or the people who responded. Right. Um, I, there I, is I wanted no to make that room, clear. I wanted no to make that clear before we went me. off air. I also want to make it clear that that's not what I was suggesting either. Right. I, I just, I, I, yeah, it, I wasn't more, either. It's yeah. part of a bigger argument that I had. Yeah. I've already had one, a discussion. Let's not call it an and, argument. But uh, the discussion that if someone was there with a gun and you think, well, here's a perfect example. Someone was and it didn't change things. And it's easy to say could have, would have, would have, should have. Again, it's, but it's also, we're talking in a it, bubble. It's also important to know that unless we're going to put um, an armed militia in every public place around the country, there is no way to defend against what happened in, the, in real time um, on, on, on Sunday morning. Um, so it, you know, the 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 armed security is there for most of the situations. This this was far beyond, far beyond 
what is normal. And unfortunately, you cannot prepare for every contingency. Um, so, well, and I just, I, something. you want to pull it out of that gun discussion just to say, like, I hope the number one thing that people take away from this is, like, kind of what you said about mental illness or think about the homeless or anything like that. Anybody that's different or that has had a hard time and that we can just start at the root of the problem which is that we're all afraid of each other and that's why we're all buying the guns is you're afraid of your neighbor you're afraid of the person i walk by in the store and you just you know you shouldn't be you should just take the benefit of the doubt and i understand it all but just do something nice for somebody else like if you have somebody that you haven't said i love you too in a while you know say i love you like hug i don't hug people and i have gone through and hugged every like every person i've seen since i've gotten off the plane and i'm you know like do it before you can't People do it in anymore Orlando airport are still talking about yeah i've, 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 I've been asked never people. to come back um, i will be flying out of tampa from now on <laughs> we love you rhino um you know, it's just, just that's just what I want to say is you need to spread love and not hate. All right. Well, as I said, um, you know, uh, I think I, I, I think we needed we uh, the people in this room just needed to do this, and uh, um, whether or not anybody uh, connected with any of it, I don't know. Um, but uh, I do appreciate you letting us do it, um, and. Um, I think we're going to wrap this up. Um, you don't want to hear about the Mickey Coach purses anymore? What about no, Atlanta of Avatar? I think we've, no. I think, I think we've done it. You changed time. I really, I can't. Sh- I, I, you know yeah. what? I thought maybe like we talk about this for a little bit and then we kind of shift. Um, next week is another show, um, and we can shift into uh, getting back to what we do. Um, today, it just seemed. I, I don't know. I don't know. I had a hard time doing it in the Daily Fix today. Um, I had a rough time with there were some shows that were on, and while they acknowledged that this happened, it was a little weird to see them sort of just do a regular show. Yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate and you again, being I, here. And I, 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 you know, I, I get that if you're not in Orlando, if the, you know, this absolutely hit us a lot harder than I think it's going to hit a lot of other people. I'm not saying other people don't care. Just saying, it's in our backyard. It's our community. Ta- being a step removed, I mean, I I was concerned about the people of Paris. I wasn't concerned that anybody that I knew was in there. Right, mm-hmm. right, yeah, and that because that was our that was our Sunday. That was our Sunday's texting and making phone calls. Oh, where is everybody? And then having you know all my friends, um, you know, my phone blew up Sunday morning. But at the same time, I take enormous gratitude that um, my my friends and my family are, are, are safe um, but I feel uh, I also appreciate, I have to say it again I have to appreciate the love and support that's come through my phone, through the Twitter that Twitter, I sound like like my father <laughs> right. through Twitter, Twitter uh, through email through the boards, I appreciate it and as I was saying um, uh, I am very grateful that my friends and my family uh, are are, are all safe at the same time. Um, I just feel this incredible sense of sadness for the families of a uh, hundred people um, that that cannot say that. And so I would ask, with all the discussions that we've had today, um, I will say the last thing before we go uh, is that you keep those people 
in your thoughts and your prayers in whatever way you keep people in your thoughts and prayers um, because those are the real victims those are the ones whose lives have been changed immeasurably uh, and uh, we can't unless we've gone through it can't begin to understand or appreciate what it is they're experiencing right now so with that thank you very much for staying with us through this and we'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Desunplugged.